Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's New Year's Eve Eve, 30th of December, and how do you know that I'm actually recording it on this day? Well, you know, I mean, can't prove it, see when it's uploaded, but what has happened today? Well, my village Facebook page is getting all healthy with the giveaways. You could get yourself some free vitamins or you could get yourself an unopened pack of uh, electric toothbrush heads. So, you know, we're moving into that taking care of ourselves phase. And that is uh, supported by the fact that I saw at least two people who were starting early on their New Year's resolutions by going for a run in what is frankly like treacherous muddy conditions around here. <laughs> One poor guy, I was walking my dog, I mean, trying to, sliding everywhere. And I said, morning, and he couldn't even speak because the poor man was like, oh my God, I think I'm out of breath getting into the lycra. Why have I done this to myself? So for anyone starting their news resolutions early or maybe getting in one little last run of the year before um, just completely uh, going off the rails tomorrow night or drinking all the port that's left over, mixing it with some avocado, having a little dance around the kitchen, mm, yum, yum, yum. Uh, I send you my utmost respect uh, today. Um, and this is quite nice because uh, whilst I, I have poked a gentle little bit of fun at the uh, local Facebook page and <laughs> people, generally, I see people are pretty good. I mean, there's some really lovely stuff that people do for each other. And one example would be there's a, um, a lunch in the village hall for people that would otherwise be on their own on Christmas Day. And I think that is a really beautiful thing to do. And that fits with um, the extract from Reasons to be Cheerful Part 1, which you can find on Amazon or you can listen to it here for free. Um, it's called All You Good Good People. Let's see what kind of phrase of mind I was in when I wrote this. If I hear one more person moan about something that is not working out for them because it's someone else's fault, then I will scream. Life is short, challenging, difficult, frustrating, upsetting and frightening at times. Bloody hell yeah. But it can also be joyous, magical, incredible, breathtaking and brilliant. It is so easy to be distracted by stories about people who have done terrible things to others, who prey on the vulnerable and who seek to gain satisfaction by upsetting others. What this sometimes makes us forget is that generally people are good. And throughout my life, I have met people who are inspiring, uplifting, kind and generous. Some standouts for me are, so we'll, we'll go through these. The school friends who linked arms with me when we each lost a parent, making sure we made it out of our teenage years in one piece. I mean, barely. Um, there were three of us who lost a parent within the space of a couple of months of each other. And... Um, me and one of my friends lost our dad, our other friend lost her mum, all at the same time. I mean, it was, you know, awful. But having that friendship around you, knowing what you're going through. I mean, we did go off the rails together. Um, might talk about that another time. <laughs> Just one image that springs to mind is of trying to open beer bottles on a metal railing by a underpass in Basingstoke Town Centre. I think we'd bought the beers from a local shop that didn't ID you. We were working as cleaners at a local office block. 
Um, and I just remember being, I'm sure one time we stopped a car or a car stopped to see what we were doing. And we asked him if he had a bottle opener. And I think he did, because, you know, uh, back in the, what, 90s, early 90s, perfectly normal, drive around with a bottle opener. Um, and another friend of ours had um, grown up without her mum. Her mum had died when she was a very little girl. So I think as a, as a gang of us, we did look out for each other. So there's those. The NCT teacher who made the mothers in our group feel empowered and scared the living daylights out of the fathers with her videos and graphic descriptions of the wonder that is childbirth. Oh my goodness. I mean, this woman was, um, she was really good, slightly terrifying in her own way, but she had six children. I think she did attachment parenting. She used to bake things to bring to each of our NCT meetings. Um, and she told us really what it was likely to be like to the point where at one of the sessions she made one of the dads get up on a bed and put stickers all over him for what would happen in various types of childbirth intervention. <laughs> and I think actually between the eight couples that um, were part of that group together, we probably did all each have one of those interventions. It was not pretty for anybody. Um, my husband only went to two of the meetings. He, he he stopped coming after we were all forced to link arms and pretend to be a uterus while the NCT instructor floated around in the middle of us because she was the baby. Uh, yeah, but she was very good. She did some great work on, on helping us feel like we did at least have a, a modicum of control um, when our babies did arrive. The sales director, ah, oh, John, who takes time out from being responsible for a multi-million pound business to share his experiences and help me figure out what I'm going to do next in return for a pint. I mean, you've got to have people like that in your life, haven't you? Um, and he was an incredible, positive influence on me. And, and the things we used to talk about remain to this day um, to inspire me. And there was nothing in it for him. I think I'm good company. Um... And I did kind of work alongside him on various bits and pieces. So there was a point to getting together, but he did used to give me a good listening to, and he was very wise counsel. So yeah, cheers to John. Um, the nurse who hugged me in comfort and friendship after the difficult birth of my son. Mm. Now, the first one, the daughter, so our lovely girl, when she was born, I had a retained placenta. And because we'd had such a lovely NCT teacher, she'd said to us, you don't want to go to hospital. Don't do that. Oh, no. Um, have your babies at home. And most of us said, yeah, I don't know. Don't want to ruin the carpet. Uh, but I went to a birthing centre, uh, NHS birthing centre nearby. Really lucky to have access to, to somewhere like that. It was amazing. You know, they were like, let's give you some essential oils while you have your contractions. <laughs> it was you know, pretty groovy. Um, and I had a retained placenta after she was born. And luckily, the midwife at the time was able to to um, gently ease it out by carefully, <laughs> this is so gross, <laughs> just pulling, pulling at the uh, umbilical cord until the placenta went, yeah, all right. Um, it was only afterwards I realised how serious it was because my placenta had gone off, essentially, and my daughter was overdue. So that happened the first time. Second time around, I thought, oh, no, it'd be fine this time. Went to the same place, had a retained placenta again, but they couldn't get it out. And so I had to go to hospital. And um, 
They said, if we don't get this out, you could hemorrhage and die. I said, I don't like the sound of that. And so they said, it'll be fine though. Um, we, we can get a doctor to manually retrieve it, but you can't have any anaesthetic because the anaesthetists are in theatre. So have some gas and air because you can't wait because it's really risky to leave this for so long. And I can only describe what happened as medieval. And the following day, the nurse that had attended come to see how I was. And I said, oh, can I have a cuddle? And she said, I'm so glad you said that. And she said, it was really awful to see. And I was like, I remember I was like, um, basically tripping out of my head. It felt like when this terrible, terrible procedure happened. So it was great to have a, a properly human interaction and a hug from the lovely nurse. Thank you to her. Whoever it was who paid for the bar at our wedding, still a secret after all these years. Yeah, so I've been married 21 years and somebody did pay for my drinks all night and nobody would own up to it. So thanks to whoever that was, Mr. Person. Uh, the friends with whom I've laughed until my cheeks are sore and danced until my feet ache. And we have got a, a friend where a number of us are you know, turning 50 in the next couple of years or have recently turned 50. Um, and there were a group of us that worked together and oh my God, just the laughs. So um, yeah, <laughs> and actually dancing to my feet ache. When we had one company do, we were a Mallorca, I think. And I danced until my feet swelled up and I hadn't noticed. I was wearing these terrible elasticated sandals and somebody said, uh, feet got a problem there, Tony. And uh, yeah, my feet looked like somebody had, um, I don't know, forced some sausage stuffing <laughs> through a load of hair bands. It was not nice. Uh, the neighbours who have loaned lawnmowers dug my car out of the drive. When I used to have BMW, it had rear wheel drive. We've got gravel on the driveway. And there was one time my car just span and I looked like a right knobhead. It was one of those where, oh, my car is so nice and, it, and your car is so impractical. So, yeah, thanks to neighbours for non-judgmentally digging me out. Um, those who have babysat, collected in-laws lost in the rain. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> so our in my in-laws have gone for a walk and I think maybe been picked up by strangers. I don't know. Did we lose them? I'm going to have to call them and ask them what happened there. Um, and generally been brilliant. And our neighbours are genuinely brilliant. And I know how lucky we are to have them in our lives. So thanks to them. Uh, my children who have filled my life with light and laughter and taught me to be able to deal with explosions from any orifice during a meal without breaking a sweat. Now, obviously, that changes as they get older, you know. Orifice explosions are fine up until about the age of two. Um, now they're like 15 and 13. If you're guffing at the table audibly, then you are sitting somewhere else. My husband, he is a lucky boy. He is a lucky boy. But I know I am bloody hard work at times. Of course I am. We all are. We're only human. <laughs> so here is to all the good, good people that I've met and all the ones to come. Yeah, here is to all the good, good people. Thank you to everyone who has been awesome. Well, in my life so far, and it's nice to think about as we close this year, which has been pretty pants for many, many people, that for all of us, there will have been some good, good people in our lives.
I hope you enjoy that. Uh, let me know what you think and I will see you tomorrow for New Year's Eve.